You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. The car feature. At 22 minutes to uh, 3 o'clock, we're looking at uh, buying a used vehicle. Uh, when you think about it, with many South Africans, we've often reflected talking about cars. Many people feel a pinch in their wallets. You know, times are, are tough. We're making sure that every cent is utilized correctly uh, to the things that are important in life because there isn't a lot to spare. Uh, there isn't a lot to go around just like that. And this is largely because of the ongoing pandemic and the economic uncertainty that have come with this particular period. And they, this has also seen quite a shift. We've seen a shift in the car buying market from new cars looking to um, the used car market uh, for their transport needs. Are you one of these people? Um, and what what can we learn about moving to this particular market? So this afternoon, we're joined by Jason White. Um, he is the Inspector Car Joint Venture Head at uh, West Bank. And he's going to be talking to us uh, by, and giving us advice, in fact, on the pitfalls that may lay ahead of buying a used vehicle. Um, he's got a list of ideas around questions we should be asking, things we should be mindful of when we buy a used vehicle. Um, Jason, good afternoon. Lovely to have you on. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm very good. Thank you. Um, this is an interesting trend. I remember when uh, we first went into the lockdown, obviously many industries uh, had closed and this had a massive impact on the new car uh, market. You know, sales really dipped. But then once the lockdown levels were changed and we, we moved to uh, lower levels and we had uh, more mobility and industries opened up, we got to see the real impact that the pandemic was having. Take me through sure. really this, this, this trend and um, these developments as a result of the pandemic. What have we observed? Yeah, so remember, before the pandemic, um, we had we had new cars. We could all buy new cars. And that obviously tapered down with the pandemic. Um, you know, we weren't getting new cars to sell, which is obviously putting pressure on the used car side, um, you know, to look for, get good quality stock. And what we've seen, especially in, in quarter two of 2021, mm. the, the new to used car ratio has gone from just over 2.2 to 2.67 cars per new car. Wow. You know, so definitely um, a move in the direction of consumers looking at good pre-owned vehicles. Mm. Uh, and you mentioned affordability. Um, I think everyone's feeling the pinch at this stage. You know, um, buying down from a new car into a good used car mm. or just taking a used car and looking for a cheaper installment. Mm. Um, those are what we're seeing is happening right now, yeah. Yeah. So if we are going to take this, uh, this this particular route, in light of these developments, in light of the context that we have in the marketplace and in the economy, what kind of approach should we take uh, in purchasing a second-hand vehicle? So, Zania, I think, you know, for the listeners out there, it's pretty important, you know, to, to really make sure that you're buying from a reputable dealership. Mm. I mean, that's most important. Um, we can go onto Google, we can do our searches, we can drive around in the streets and so forth, up and down the roads, walk into dealer floors, but really make sure that the dealers are reputable and they've got a name with the different banks out there. Mm. You know. um, also, importantly, I think consumers out there should ha- really have a look at the quality of the vehicle. That should always be checked. That should be available at any dealership. Um, 
you should look at the mileage of the vehicle. Mm. You know, we always make the the mistake of seeing the nice red BMW, and um, you know we can picture ourselves driving in it. Um, but it's a 2018 model with 150,000 kilometers on the clock mm-hmm. versus a 2018 with 60,000 kilometers on the clock, you know. Mm. Um, so really do your homework when it comes down to the mileage. And, and then I think most of all, um, and importantly, is the service history of the vehicle, uh, which should be readily available and the dealer should be able to um, provide that to you to go through. Yeah. 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 And the history, I mean, when it comes to the history of the vehicle, um, there there are moves afoot at the moment to ensure that buyers know if a car has been um, written off before. Um, so we must ask these questions around any possible accidents. Um, what is the service history? Is there any supporting documents? Because we've had calls from listeners who've said, I've had a rude awakening only to find later that this mm-hmm. car had been um, had been through a terrible accident only when I took it in for repairs the repairer said you know what kind of how bad was the accident before so this was news for the first time um, for many buyers so there can be a lot of surprises down the line which can be quite unpleasant so you're saying this is the range of areas that we need to really drill down in and do further research on Correct. And I mean, I don't, I don't expect a consumer to get on his back under the car and have a look at it. I mean, that's what the dealer should be doing up front already um, and, and determining the quality of the vehicle. What about uh, uh, checks with um, uh, the, the likes of DECRA? I'm not sure who else, but, but like those kinds of, of checks. Correct. So all our dealers um, do their 101 point checks, their DECRA checks. And they do have the roadworthy certificates available for consumers to have a look at. Mm. We're currently busy now with a, a wonderful tool, which is called the Vehicle Inspection Report, uh, which will be uploaded to each vehicle on our website, mm-hmm. uh, where consumers can actually go in, view the, the, the picture of the scratch or the dent, oh. um, and um, make the decision in terms of the star rating that's issued to that vehicle in terms of the condition. You know, so... Uh, that's all disclosed up front on the website and um, consumers are, are able to make their decision uh, before even stepping onto the dealer floor to go for that test drive. Is that as a response to COVID and so much of our lives uh, becoming virtual or moving to the virtual space? Yeah, so we you know, we picked up on this about a year ago, um, you know, how consumers and, and their buying trends. I mean, consumers want to start buying cars today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think COVID has said to everybody, I don't want to drive in public transport. Let's maybe see if we can buy a used car. You know, I think that, that that's what the guys are looking at. And um, the guys are looking for deals. Consumers are looking for good deals. And, I mean, cars.com um, just recently said 20% of people who didn't own vehicles before the pandemic are now considering to buy cars. Mm-hmm. So you've got consumers on websites, looking around. But what does a consumer want to do on a website? Does he just want to see photos of a vehicle? It needs to be interactive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we, we're looking at, at offering a live video stream where you can, you know, contact the dealer and through a live video stream platform, have a one-on-one with the salesman and zoom into the tire tread, zoom into the boot space, look at the interior, do a walk around the vehicle. Uh, and I think that's going to suit our millennials, you know, our up-and-coming millennials that are looking to buy vehicles. 
Mm, and um, save time right. as far as the process exactly. is concerned, because then you have a short list uh, instead of driving around and asking all these questions uh, out there. You can rather do them, you know, in the comfort of your own home. I get that. Completely get that. Um, yeah. Let's go to Rich calling us from Bromfontein. Hi, Rich. Hello. Good afternoon, Rich. Yes. Okay. My question was, <clears throat> is it advisable mm-hmm. to buy a, what do you call it, a demo car? Demo. Yeah. It's less than 25,000 kilos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is it advisable? Yeah. To buy a demo that has less than 25,000 kilometers? Yes. Okay. Jason, um, what do you think it is and what else should he consider? For sure. I mean, uh, a demo unit that's got 25,000 kilometers on the clock has obviously got a remainder of a service plan. All right. It should be under factory warranty as well. Mm. And um, the consumer is going to get it for a lot less cheaper than buying a new vehicle. Mm. Mm. Rich, there you go. Good luck with your purchase, Rich. Yeah, thank you for the call, Rich. Um, so if we if we were to look at some of the surprises, and I was saying earlier that buying a car has provided personally for me some of the biggest money lessons ever, because this is how you learn to, you know, not only ask to have certain questions that you ask, but to also um, do additional checks before you make that decision and to be quite open and aware of the financing that you get for a, for, for, for a car. What are some of the things that we fail to consider, that we fail to take into consideration uh, when buying a car? So I think we fail to take into consideration the the actual wear and tear of that specific unit uh, or the vehicle we're buying. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I mentioned earlier that nice red BMW, um, and you can imagine from a wear and tear perspective um, on a BMW versus a Toyota Yaris, for example, Mm. which is a much cheaper unit, you know, wear and tear is, is one of the areas where consumers should be saving money um, and keeping some money aside for that event that's going to happen, that pothole that we're going to hit, yeah. um, you know, for that service that needs to take place. Um, wear and tear, a huge expense, um, if not catered for. Um, and that's why consumers should be asking for, for warranties uh, to cover mechanical areas of the vehicle, um, and obviously, you know, cover wear and tear as well, uh, you know, and scratch and dents. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that we don't cater for. We don't save up money for that tire that's going to blow up tomorrow. Um, you know, we need reliance and place something on an insurance product, um, you know, to just give us that little buffer, um, you know, so we don't have this big capital outlay for mm-hmm. a big event that happens now. Yeah, and I find things like looking at the kind of tires, the kind of specs, what will it take to actually maintain those things? It's nice to have a big 4 by 4 but do you know how much those tires cost, you know, when the time comes for you to update them? That Correct. It's, yeah, I mean, they can... you know, we've seen consumers buy the wrong vehicle. Uh-huh. You know, um, we've seen people buy Toyota Fortuners, but, you know, the housewife is just taking her kids to school and back and to sports and back. Mm-hmm. So from a fuel consumption perspective, you know, was the Toyota Fortuner the right, you know, right Choice, purchase? Yeah. Rather get something cheaper, a bit more cost effective on, 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 on fuel. Um, I mean, I just put in fuel yesterday at 19.50 a litre. Mm-hmm. But the shock of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so 
that's what consumers need to look at, you know, from a fuel perspective, wear and tear perspective. Yeah. and how much that will add up to. Jason, stay with us. Uh, calls coming in. We're taking your calls for the remainder of our conversation with Jason White, Inspector Car Joint Venture Head at West Bank. 702. The Car Feature. Let's get in your calls now. Speaking to Jason White, looking at uh, buying used cars. He is uh, the Joint Venture Head at Inspector Car at West Bank. Let's go to Peter. Hi, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you so much for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Mine is a, a very straightforward. I'll give you my personal scenario. I bought a vehicle from the dealership. Um, it, it was a year older when I bought it, and it was their demo. Mm. Now, a year and a half later, I discovered that this vehicle was in an accident. Um, the front bumper was peeling. The, the, there is actually the separation of the bumper from the body. You can tell that this yeah, yeah. is as a result of the accident. I tried to take the matter with the particular uh, vehicle manufacturer uh, through their head office, but my, I didn't have a strong case on the basis that I've had a vehicle for one and a half years, if not mm-hmm. longer than that, about one and a half years. Now, in that case, what is my, my recourse? What, what is the remedy? How can I challenge this? Because this is one of those incidents that most people, particularly the consumers, will not be aware of. Mm. Uh, thank you. Yeah, Peter, thank you. As we know, there is that period that you have after a purchase, right? Um, but this obviously went wrong after that period, that stipulated uh, uh, period. Jason, I'm not sure if it's an area that you can touch on. Comment? No, I can. And I think, um, you know, a, a classic example of this vehicle, you know, being reconditioned by the dealership to get it um, showroom ready. Mm. So he's gone through all the stops. He's resprayed the vehicle. Obviously not sure about the extent of the damage was. Um, but a year and a half later, you know, Peter does have a bit of a problem. But um, I think if I could give him any advice, um, it would be somewhere down the lines of, go and have a look at a, a scratch and dance policy and maybe on his next purchase, um, purchase a product which is financeable on your agreement, um, which would cover things like scratch and dance, mm-hmm. um, especially a year and a half after you've, you know, purchased this one-year-old vehicle. Yeah. Um, I always say you can buy a used car today and drive it for 500,000 kilometers, no problem. Or you could pull out a brand new car tomorrow and your engine blows. Mm. Um, It's much of this, worse of that, you know. So if I can give Peter some advice, um, do some homework on a scratch and dents policy. There are companies out there. uh, I can refer them to Motor Vantage. Um, you know, they have those policies available, which he can purchase from them um, to get this uh, uh, pain job sorted, you know, because that's something you don't necessarily want to put to your insurance. Okay. All right. There you go, Peter. And it's a big lesson. It's an important lesson. But sadly, we learn it for our next purchase, not for the current yep. situation not we're in. Fault. All the dealers fault at all. Precisely. Let's go to uh, Cynthia in Morningside. Hi, Cynthia. Hi, Azza. I just purchased a used, a very good used car today, but the dealer told me that I must go take it to Decra, whoever, to get the roadworthy certificate. And uh, otherwise, they charge 3,000 rand. Then I would pay them 3,000 rand if they do it. And I said, but most dealers actually give you that roadworthy certificate. Mm. Okay, Jason? 
So what do I do in the case like that? Yeah. Do you pay it or do you, you know, uh, fight them yes. on this, resist it? Yes. Jason? Yeah. Cynthia, I'll go and have a look at your offer to purchase that you got from the dealership. Hopefully you got an offer to purchase because that should be documented on your offer to purchase. Um, especially in the fine print. You need a magnifying glass for it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, have a look at your offer to purchase. But if you don't have one, um, I would say go back to that dealer because he's obviously charged you a service and delivery or registration fee. And um, he has to provide that to you um, you know, as part of the package of the transaction uh, because he's selling you a vehicle that's in good nick, good order. Mm-hmm. So he should not be sending you to go and do your own decorate check or your own road really. Um, that he should be providing to you up front. Uh, and if it's stated in the offer to purchase that it's her hers to, to, to cover, then she sh- that means she has to go ahead and do it. Well, I would obviously question that and if it was if it was raised um at the time you know, of purchase. At the time of purchase, then that's a verbal a contract between Cynthia and the dealer. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't raised, you would need in the form of writing okay. where it's stipulated, you know, that um, she would need to cover. No, you know, no I, I didn't write it, nothing in writing, but you said, like, I have to pay him 3,000 grand if it has spectacle roadworthy. Mm, but did you look at your offer to purchase? He's suggesting, Jason's no, suggesting. No, actually, I haven't taken the okay. delivery of the car as yet. Yes. There was no spare wheel in, and they had to get the spare wheel for the car. All right. A study that offered to purchase closely um, for yes. this particular, on how this area is addressed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. Our dealers yeah. offer that upfront to our yes. consumers. Um, we don't send consumers to go and do their own decorate checks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, and you know, this is a reputable car place, uh, which I think everybody would know. It's not far from Monizai. Okay. (laughs) No, rather not mention them, (laughs) Cynthia. I know. Yes. And it's like so painful when I'm listening to all this. Mm, mm. Uh, But just go in with your eyes wide open, go through that agreement with a fine tooth comb uh, so that you don't have any surprises later. Okay. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank good you. Thank you. And good, uh, we will miss you. <laughs> I like your show. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you. I'll be here okay. till Friday, though. It's <laughs> still more time for us. <laughs> and Cynthia and Morningside. Michelle, you're closing us off. Um, how can Jason help you? Hi. Uh, my name is Kim. Oh. Um, I'd like to know, a car bought from a dealer, and the car's model is 2010. Mm. When buying the car, we were told that the service was up to date and everything. So we've got the car for a plus minus eight months. And in the interim, the car broke down. Mm. And the damage on the car is something like 95,000 rand. Yeah. The car is actually (laughs) on finance. And it's, uh, when I found the dealership, they said to me it's out of the CPA. Mm. Yes, uh, six what? months, because oh, the CPA is six months. And what about warranties? For this. Mm. What recourse, uh, Jason? Does she take this to the ombudsman? Um, what does she do? No, so uh, I've just got a question for Kim. Um, Kim, were you offered a warranty on the transaction on the vehicle when you bought it eight months ago? What? The warranty and the warranty has paid out um, okay. 41,000 rand on it 
Okay. Oh, and the balance uh, is your responsibility. Okay. Yes. I am running out of time. Jason, a brief response? Brief response. I'll go back to the dealer, get the insurer in from the warranty company. Just, um, you know, fo- just fine comb the, the um, quote that was given on the, on the work mm. just to establish if it's really worth 95,000 Rand. Just get a second opinion. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, good luck with that, Kim. Jason, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Zania, thank you very much, and um, good luck. I hear you leaving. It's all over the radio station. I wish you all the best <laughs> for future endeavours. Yes, it's, it's so great, kind of you. A great um, venture that you're going into, and, and all the best. Thank you. Very kind of you. Thanks a lot, Jason. Thank you, and good luck to all your listeners. That's Inspector Car Joint Venture Head at West Bank, Jason White. What a show. Um, yeah, that's the Tuesday feature of Cars for the last time. For the last time, but there will be more.